0: Welcome to another episode of Secrets of an Astro Shamanic Healer. In today's podcast, I would like to explore with you the meaning and the power of shamanic journeying. As there have been a lot of people approaching me and asking, how is shamanic journeying different than meditation? And why is it so difficult to do shamanic journeying by yourself as there are a lot of people worry about on how to do this practice correctly so it is more efficiently and more powerful. Before we starting to dive into this subject, I just want to take a moment and allow yourself to slow down. To just arrive in that space where we're gonna both together we'll explore what shamanic journeying does mean generally but furthermore, what does it mean to you? Shamanic journeying is a very personal journey, a very personal healing journey approach, and it will be definitely different for everybody. When I first started to being introduced into shamanic journey, I also thought it would be similar to meditation, and there are similarities. The similarities are about moving inwards, taking on a more reflective view about yourself allowing yourself to really drop into a space where we're going to let go of this ordinary reality. To be able to do this, of course, we need to change our mindset. And this can be done by meditation. By allowing yourself to slow down and relax, by focusing on your breathing, and just becoming aware of your body. By doing so, we are trying to align our energies, mentally, physically, and emotionally, with the universal life force energy. Through meditation, we are trying to Breathe in the same rhythm as the universe breathes. That means that we don't want to force or labor our breath. It means that we want to allow the breath to come naturally. And we are very mindfully watching and observing the process of breathing. If we are doing this for a while, we will enter into a state of deep relaxation, which also means it's not only our body and our emotions are relaxed, but the frequency of our mind's brain waves is changing. It's been well known through breathing exercises that we can alter our state of mind We can calm the mind or we can excite the mind. We can empty the mind or we can fill the mind. It always depends on our own intention. So before I meditate, I often have a specific goal or reason why I meditate. This is my intention. For example... Sometimes I meditate just to calm my mind to gain more clarity. So I will do some breathing exercises, then I will start my meditation and allowing my mind to very slowly, very gently to settle at some point. And it doesn't happen overnight that you got easily relaxed. We need to learn to allow to become relaxed. We need to learn to let go, to be relaxed. And that is the challenging part. When you meditate, you have different forms of meditation where you either lay down, you might gonna put some music on or you don't use any music. You can do a walking meditation or an active meditation where you move your body where you do mindful steps, becoming aware of every step that you take along the walk. You can do a meditation by becoming aware of your surroundings and the noises around you. And then you can also do meditations that take you deeper and deeper from a meditative state into a trance state. And the trance state is a deeper state of relaxation where somehow the brain is alert and is aware of what's going on around you but you're not able to react on it. Of course, there are different stages of trance. Some are lighter stages where we more easily come back into a normal state of consciousness. And other states where we may be experienced in hypnosis or in shamanic journeying, we go in a really, really deep trance state. And within this trance state, we are often not consciously aware of what's happening. And often when we wake up, we may be not even able to remember what was going on. I personally find it easier if someone else's would guide you on a shamanic journey, especially when you're just starting out. Some people have unrealistic expectations about shamanic journeying or even about meditation. I think the most important ingredient is to have an open mind and allow the journey where it wants to take you rather than you interfering into the root of the journey. It is also very beneficial to listen to other shamanic journeys because it allows you to more easily let go. Because all you need to do is to listen to the voice of the shamanic practitioner. To focus on your breathing and allow this kind of healing journey to really go deeper and deeper into your system. Before we starting out on a shamanic healing journey, the shamanic practitioner would ask you why you're seeking his or her help. What are the problems that you're dealing with? After the shamanic practitioner has accumulated this information. He will set up a sacred space for your shamanic journey. And once she is ready, she will start to play her drum, which is a very important part of a shamanic journey is the drumming, which will be normally be in a pace that reflects your heart rate. And this kind of drumming really helps the brain to go into that deep state of relaxation that is necessary to do a shamanic journey. There's two different shamanic journeys. One is where you are actually in the room, where the shamanic practitioner is doing the journey with you at the same time. And then there's a shamanic journey that the shamanic practitioner can do for you if you are not in the room, if you live somewhere else, if you are not available at that time. But he or she will need your permission to do that journey. Without the permission, it would be an interference in your privacy which also is something ethically that no one can heal be healed against their will. So we need to have permission to go on a shamanic journey, or we need to have permission, someone is allowed to do a shamanic journey for us, to help us to heal or become aware of a problem that we're dealing with. So that's different to meditation, where meditation is more about going inward and we take in that reflective and relaxed mindset, while a shamanic journey has the purpose of resolving a deeper issue, similar to hypnosis. You might want to heal from traumatic events from the past, or you feel... There is something blocking you in moving forward in life. You maybe experienced some events outside of con- your control, which means that they were unexpected and sudden and left you in a state of hopelessness or helplessness and maybe shock. And in shamanic tradition, we say if something traumatic is happening to us, that a part of our soul can actually split. So that means it's not going somewhere, but it's just dislocating itself out of your body, yeah, because a, a part of you needs to split from the body in the moment of a traumatic experience, to be able to survive, yeah? And a shamanic journey often has the purpose to travel energetically along the timeline of the past and the future on this axis, recalling or finding that part who split from you and to bring it back and integrate it with you. And even though psychotherapy has maybe a different or similar approach to this by talking about what happened and trying to then allow your consciousness to integrate the information and the traumatic experience that you had, shamanic journeying is different because it's not necessary that you need to talk about it. And you also don't need to have 10 sessions till you become becoming aware what the actual problem was. A well-trained shamanic practitioner knows how to enter your energy field. She also knows how to travel time and overcome the idea of distance. So with your permission, a shamanic practitioner will be able to enter your energy field and move along your personal timeline, going back into your past, in your childhood, or even into past lives. By doing so, we are entering a different world that is not accessible to us in a normal state of consciousness. And there are people who are wondering how this is possible. And I like to compare it or explain it like, for example, there are different forms of light. There's infrared light, UV light, there's daylight. So with your eyes, with your normal eyes, you only see what your eyes are able to perceive. And most of our eyes are adjusted to normal daylight. So once you enter a room where there is red light or infrared light, you maybe soon will see that your vision is changing. That things that seem to be really sharp and clear in the first place suddenly look more diffused or some haze around them. You can also compare it to if people have problems with their eyes, they need glasses to see better, otherwise their vision will not be as good as it would be necessary or could be. With the shamanic journey, when we're entering to these different states of consciousness and then entering into different dimensions or worlds, we can't see them with our normal eyes. But we can see them with our inner eye, which is a different form of vision. A shamanic practitioner, if they also have gone through their psychic ability development, will be able to sense and see and feel these other worlds more easily. So the moment that you give permission for them to travel along your timeline to find out where something happened to you and what it did to you, they're also able to change things in that world. It's not about undoing what happened, even though we can release karmic contracts and wows and promises and belief systems that are really stuck with us. It's similar to hypnotherapy, where they able to reach a part inside of yourself, like your subconscious mind, and give you maybe a new belief system or a new way of thinking. And a few weeks down the line you realize and see your life changing. Because your subconscious mind, your belief system has changed. Now your outlook on life changed. Now your life is changing. And with the shamanic journey, there is not only the possibility of traveling in time, which means meeting your future self or future potential and moving into your past self or your past life experiences, but we can also move upwards and downwards to enter different dimensions. And here we are exploring the underworld and the higher world. Because a shaman knows that your problems could be located in one of these worlds. So if a shaman is looking more of a support with spirit, he will move into the higher world. If a shaman is more of support of the spirit of the underworld, which has something to do with your lineage, with the earth, with the body, with everything that is shadow and taboo and hidden, then we will be moving along this journey into the underworld. And by doing this, we often imagine like a little opening in a tree or somewhere in a ca- um, an opening in a rock which leads into a cave. So we're moving into this tree or cave, and we're going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper till we enter the portal to the other world. And within this other world, there's also different rules. Things are moving differently different speed, different pace, there's no gravity. So there's different laws that apply to that world. That also means that a shamanic practitioner needs to be trained well to be able to move around in the higher world or the lower world with ease. We also need to make sure we have enough protection because in the underworld, we could also meet all sorts of spirits and entities and creatures that more or less can be helpful or harmful or blocking. So for this reason, a shamanic practitioner also has its power animal to help them. So when a shaman traveled into these other realms with help of the drum, and a different state of consciousness there's also always a helper by its side and this is the power animal and the power animal is a form of a spirit guide that is attached to the shaman and can help whenever it's needed and sometimes the shaman also lets the power animal to do the work when he or she feels it's out of their reach A shamanic journey is a very powerful healing method. It is very deep and very transformative. It is as powerful as in person as well as over distance. You don't need to be present when the shaman is going on a shamanic journey for you. And the shamanic journey is the main working or healing tool that the shaman uses for the healing practices. There are shamans who maybe use herbs, they take herbs orally to allow themselves to reach a different state of consciousness more easily. And there are other shamans who maybe use essential oils, especially in modern times, to use essential oils in a diffuser or apply them to the body because the smell can help us to move along a shamanic journey more quicker and can enhance our experience. Because the smell really goes very, very deep in our subconscious mind and it can unlock memories and abilities that we didn't even know existed. A shaman probably also uses different other items like incense, fire, gemstones, crystals, rattle. There's so many different tools that can be used along a shamanic journey, and it always depends what needs to be done along this journey. And sometimes we can see the shamanic journey as the traditional journey of this hero where we're going to start out somewhere. We have our challenges and we do overcome them and the shamanic journey challenge is to find that lost soul part to bring them back into this reality and allow those energies now to merge with you in your current state of mind. And this is a very powerful and very deep-reaching healing method. I have done so many shamanic journeys, and all of them were totally different. I encountered different creatures, worlds, and dimensions. Expressions of soul loss. And I also overcame different obstacles to help my clients heal. A shamanic journey also can be done on your own if you have either the right experience, training, or the tools that allow you to enter more easily into a different state of consciousness. And I know that there are a lot of people practicing shamanic healing by themselves, or they're doing a course and then practice on other people. And it's not as easy as that. Doing a shamanic journey for yourself is different than to host a shamanic journey for someone else's. You don't need a qualification to do a shamanic journey for yourself and to apply healing to yourself. But if you want to do or facilitate a shamanic journey for someone else's, you need training. There's so many things that you need to learn and to understand before applying this practice to other people. And this is the difference with meditation, that meditation normally is quite safe. You don't need a qualification to do meditation on yourself or to guide someone else's into a meditative state. Because all that you do is to calm their mind and allow them to relax. With a shamanic journey, it is different because we are often confronted with fears, with doubts, with pain, sorrow, despair or trauma. Especially if you have not made your own darkness visible yet if you have not worked on yourself enough to understand your own suppressed emotions if you have not healed your own trauma or really looked into the darkest aspects of yourself then you're definitely not ready to do this for other people And there are maybe people who disagree with what I say, and that's fine. This is just my medicine. And this is how I practice my medicine. And this is also how I have been taught. In our modern times, where everybody wants everything very quickly, where people feel called to serve and help others, which is an amazing thing to do, We have totally forgotten that certain healing practices require necessary training, qualification and experience. There can be dangers to a shamanic journey if you don't know what to do. And these dangers are not only affecting you but can also be dangerous for the other person. So doing a shamanic journey for someone is quite a responsibility and you need to know how to hold space, you need to know how to facilitate a shamanic journey, you need to know how to safely return from this journey and what about the aftercare if your client experiences problems. I have trained in shamanic practice for over five years and they were one of the most challenging five years in my life. I had to face absolutely everything about myself and I was still learning after those five years and I still am right now. But what it allowed me is to ground my energy To see myself as the person as I am, becoming aware of my shortcomings, my flaws, my imperfections, my shadow side, my inheritance of my lineage, positive or negative. But furthermore, it allowed me to become aware of my own personal power. Becoming a shamanic practitioner requires a lot of commitment and discipline that not a lot of people want to put in. It's not a quick fix, and it's not something that you can learn on a weekend. If you want to become a shamanic practitioner, it is a calling that you will need to follow no matter what. Once you're coming out on the other side, while you have been working on yourself and working through all the challenges and obstacles and breakdowns and breakthroughs, then you are ready to do this and offer this to other people. And I'm not saying that you can't do shamanic journeying at all, as I said before. It's about making the difference between doing a shamanic journey for yourself or taking the responsibility by doing a shamanic journey for someone else's. If you're doing it for someone else's, you are facilitating a healing method to someone else's and they put their trust and their vulnerability into your hands. Shamanic journeying is super, super powerful if you know how to do it. And if you want to, find out what shamanic journeying could do for you, you might want to consider to book a one-to-one session with me and we can find out together. I hope this explanation is somehow a little bit um, helpful and useful and allows you to build a ground of understanding between the different healing methods and the responsibility that you have as a shamanic practitioner. Allowing meditation maybe to be the entry or the gateway for future shamanic journey. Allowing yourself through meditation to become aware of a different state of consciousness and learning how to more easily change this state of consciousness accordingly. Enhancing your meditation or shamanic journey with essential oils can be very rewarding and offer an additional safety net, calmness or relaxation, or a facilitator to open up locked up memories that have been hidden for a long time. It's important that you're going to find an essential oil that resonates with you, that relaxes you to start off with. Soon you will realize every time when you're applying the essential oil or you're using it in your diffuser, your mind already switches automatically to that relaxed mind state. You can do this later on for shamanic journeying as well. You can use certain essential oils to do your shamanic journeys, which will then help you to enter more quickly into the state where you want to be in. And if you're new to shamanic journey, I hope that you're intrigued to find out what shamanic journeying can do for you cause there's so many different ways on how this can be done and it's a very powerful experience not to be missed